Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Welcome everyone, welcome to Spiritual Tools. My name is Melissa Boyd, I am an intuitive medium, and I'm so happy you're joining us here today. If you're new to the show, I want to talk about spiritual tools. We all have um, an opportunity in this life to raise our vibration, to live into our highest light. And so I had this amazing opportunity to host this show, Spiritual Tools. And I really wanted to have some innovative guests on to talk about what was going on and really to, um, to open up, to open up energy, to open up light. And because we really are in this time right now where there's so much going on and so much opening up that um, it just really felt like this was the time. So today is September 24th, 2015, and we are um, just a few days away from what's called the blood moon, which I'm going to talk about a little bit um, when, we, when we get moving here. But I do want to talk tell you that I do have... Um, I do phone and Skype sessions with people worldwide, and you can find out about my services by visiting me at melissaboy.net. If you're in New England, I do have some upcoming events happening, and I will be at Greener Pastures in West Falmouth October 3rd or October 4th from 1 to 4.30. And that is a yoga class. It's a yoga workshop where we, we get into our yoga poses, we breathe deep into the pose, and then what happens is I tone you with solfeggio frequencies. You have a nice, clear, and release. And then at the end, I channel your loved ones in spirit and messages um, for your soul development. I'll also be at Barth U Studios in Arundel, Maine, October 17th from 1 to 4.30 p.m. And if you are in the southern Maine area on October 7th, I am doing a Meditate and Donate series. So I'm offering a free meditation. And you're not, you're not um, obligated to give a donation, but if you'd like to, the nonprofit I'll be supporting this month is a place to start. And they do help um, people and families of dementia and Alzheimer's. So that will be at 6 p.m. at my, um, my office at 11 York Street in Kennebunk, Maine. So those are the upcoming things I have. And again, you can find out more about my services at melissaboy.net. So, you know, I was just saying how fantastic it is. There's so much going on in the world, and we talk about, you know, sacred sites and how they hold such power. And so I'm just so excited to have my guest on tonight, Svetlana Merritt. And I'm going to talk a little bit about um, her bio before I bring her on. So um, Svetlana traveled the globe for 10 years on a journey of self-discovery and mystical adventure. This odyssey, she did write a book um, called Meet Me in the Underworld, How 77 Sacred Sites, 770 Cappuccinos, and 226,000 Miles Led Me to My Soul. And before she undertook her, this, her heroine's journey, Svetlana was a journalist and a foreign correspondent for a popular Serbian magazine, Illustrated Politics. In that role, she interviewed many public figures, such as the Dalai Lama, Stanislav Grof, Laura Huxley, John Voigt, Yoko Ono, and Allen Ginsberg. 
Svetlana is currently an author, a teacher, public speaker, and professional photographer in Santa Barbara, California. And she can be found at SvetlanaMerritt.com. Welcome, Svetlana. Welcome to the show tonight. Good evening, Melissa, and thank you for inviting me. It's wonderful to connect with you and to be on your show. Thank you. So um, tell us about your work, about yourself, about your journeys here. I was thinking what would be the most interesting thing to say about myself. Um, You know, um, we have different perspective on our life than those who would look from the side. So um, I see myself as living several lives in this one incarnation. And the life that I started with was the life in a former communist country. And that's the life when I was the journalist and did all the exciting worldly things and came over to America and then worked as foreign correspondent and um, interviewed celebrities and went to the Academy Awards and met Michael Douglas and Giorgio Armani and Sophia Lorraine and uh, all that worldly glamour, you know. And uh, then um, I met uh, a man who would to become my mentor and partner and future husband. And with him, I uh, started my spiritual past. And a couple of years into the past, you know, all of a sudden I just had this um reflective time I was about to have interview with Andy Garcia and then I'm thinking why would I do that um why would I chase after celebrities <laughs> well what's so special about them <laughs> why are they better than me and I suddenly dropped it and so um from that point on I fully embarked on the spiritual path and uh, left the world behind and we took off. We um, decided to go on a year journey to have a sabbatical, but, uh, um, you know, the divine plan had something else uh, in store for us and one door opened to the next, to the third, and we stayed for several years. And mm. uh, um, But the way it happened was really um, rather amazingly synchronistic because my partner received a letter from his student year's buddy that he hasn't seen in 30 years, and this man wrote only to tell him about this amazing book written by the Greek professor called Kyriakos Markidis. And the book was about this healer and teacher in Cyprus called Daskalos. And it it was like an Orthodox, Christian Orthodox version of um, Don Juan and Carlos Castaneda. And so my partner and a mentor, Dwight Johnson, 
he said, you know, we have to go and study with this teacher. <laughs> and that's wow. how it all started, with a book. So, you know, books can change our lives. And my life Absolutely. was changed by one book. <laughs> and so after the, that journey, I decided to write my book because I was thinking, you know, if one book changed my life, how do I know that, you know, maybe my book is not going to change somebody else's life? <laughs> mm. So that's in a nutshell, Melissa. Oh, that's that's beautiful. And I know you talk about that, you know, you call it, I love how you, you your book is um, considered this spiritual travelogue. And that's yes. just, that's amazing. And um, so you have you have uh, traveled to um, visited sacred sites and they have opened up your being. Um, and so um, could you tell us a little bit about that journey and discovery and, and what places that you went to? Um, yes, we stayed um, about three years in Cyprus studying um, now as a life or irony or <clears throat> divine plan would have it. We have arrived in Cyprus only to discover that the teacher for whom we left everything behind had actually in the main, meantime died. Oh. <laughs> so that was um, an interesting uh, twist. And, um, you know, it was the time when emails, we, we were not really connected by emails so much at that time when we left. So, for some reason, we were not supposed to know, to have that information. Maybe we would have changed our minds or something. So we went there and then found out, oh, now what? <laughs> we left everything, and so what do we do? And so we stayed uh, with uh, his successor and uh, stayed for three years to study with him. And in while living there, we traveled to... Um, to Egypt several times and uh, spent several months in India uh, visiting sacred sites in both countries. And then we traveled through Greece and then we moved to Italy and traveled all over Italy and then moved to France and lived in France and traveled throughout the whole France following the Templar Trail and... Mary Magdalene sites and then the Gothic cathedrals and finally the um, Neolithic sites in Brittany in the north of France. So yes, there were many, many, many sacred sites uh, during that journey that I have visited and experienced the energy on many levels. You know, it's interesting because I know a lot of other people have written books and they've talked about, um, you know, going to one sacred site and how one sacred site really opened them up and um, and really, you know, transformed them. And so here you've been mm-hmm. to 77 sacred sites. Um, and that's amazingly powerful. So for our listeners who are saying, what does a, is there really energy at a sacred site? Could you tell people, um, you know, maybe what you might have experienced at one of the sacred sites that mm. that was, you know, 
something that they could kind of tangibly feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do get the question, you know, so what makes sacred site sacred? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are several criteria. Um, first of all, it's the earth energies. And there's a grid of earth energies that could be compared to the meridian system in the human body. You know, there is a a very famous esoteric saying, as above, so below. So they're always analogies. So we can look at this um, energy system of the earth as what we know from the Chinese medicine about the energy system of the human body. So there are um, energy lines and um, there are certain points along those lines where two or more energy lines intersect and those points are called the nodes um, on the earth or meridian acupuncture points on the human body. So uh, people of the past had the knowledge of earth energies that we today have forgotten And they felt or knew where those special points were. And that's where they built temples and places of worship and later on churches and even later Gothic cathedrals. The Aborigines of Australia, even today, they follow those lines in their dream time. Uh, Migratory birds follow those lines as they move on their migratory trajectory. Um, So this knowledge um, lasted well through the Reformation period. And after that point, it kind of got lost. And after the Reformation period, the churches were no longer built on sacred sites. But you can be pretty sure that up to that point, um, special places of worship and cathedrals and churches were built on the sites where the earth energy was particularly potent. Mm. And there are other criteria of sacred sites. For example, the presence of water. Um, all, All sacred sites were built near some sort of body of water, maybe an underground stream or a river or a source. Or in Egypt, for example, um, next to every big temple, there was a sacred lake. So Mm -hmm. that was a requirement, you know, because water, the, the molecular a molecular structure of water is such that it can be impregnated with human thoughts. And Masaru Emoto, the um, the Japanese yes. um, scientist, has proven that in his work and books called The Messages of Water. So we know that we can infuse um the uh, the molecules of water with our thoughts and our emotions and in turn the water then 
support us because we're like 70% water. Our bodies mm-hmm. are made of 70% water and our brain is like 90%. So imagine right. if we um, um, impregnate the water that makes us with high-frequency thoughts and emotions, what happens in our body? Well, we'll it's a, almost a quantum leap. Um, yeah, our matter, absolutely. the rest of our matter just gets lifted. Mm. So that was the second prerequisite for the sacred site. Then the third one was um, orientation, um, specific directions had, um, you know, would be conducive for different kind of a purpose of the sacred site. Um, for example, those that are oriented um, toward east, which means they get the first rays of the rising sun, which is the time of the day that is particularly uh, potent for healing because of all the mm. prana, you know, or chi that is just, you know, starting to bubble up. So those mm-hmm. places were dedicated to healing. So that's an example. Um, wow. Then the type of stone used to build um, the temple or the church uh, was also significant because some stones uh, are like conductors for electricity, like quartz crystal, for example, um, and the soul meditation in those places is much more powerful. And, for example, the uh, the king's chamber in the Great Pyramid in Egypt um, is built off or actually lined with the blocks of uh, that are quartz crystal. Mm. Um, and there are two types of rocks uh, the type that are masculine or young uh, which are of volcanic origin and the ones that are feminine or yin which are of uh, sedimentary origin you know like alabaster, sandstone, limestone and so uh, as opposed to volcanic or igneous rock like um, like the quartz crystal and magnetite. So those rocks would again um, conduct different kind of energy and you would have a wow. different experience in those places. That's why, you know, some temples feel to us more um, soft and nurturing and other places like, for example... Um, the temple of Atfu in Egypt, which was the temple dedicated to the god Horus, felt mm. really very, very powerful and sharp and, um, you know, just like a bird hawk, you know, Horus was mm-hmm. represented like a hawk. So it's that kind of energy that it embodies as opposed to, for example, the temple in Dendera, uh, the temple dedicated to the goddess Hathor, 
who was Horus's consort. And so that temple had more nurturing, soft, feminine energy and was built of um, limestone. You know, I, and I had no idea all of these pieces. That's just incredible. I mean, it makes sense, but, you know, I had never really thought about all of those, you know, pieces of, you know, looking yeah. at a sacred site. And so... Out of the 77 that you've been for, maybe you've been to more since mm-hmm. then, <laughs> but what <laughs> what was your favorite and why? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm not a, a person of a one favorite book or one favorite movie or one favorite actor, so I can't really say that one place is my favorite because uh, they all uh, had a different transformational role in my life but um, I'm going to mention the Great Pyramid um, and the King's Chamber because we were there alone and that's something that almost never happens that you are locked in the Great Pyramid by yourself in pitch dark because the electricity was out (laughs) wow amazing Um, that it was amazing, and that had such a profound impact on me. So that alone would make the Great Pyramid for me uh, a special uh, sacred site because it, um, mm, well, first of all, it tested me. <laughs> mm. I had a fear of darkness you know, fear of dark and claustrophobia and imagine being locked in a pitch black room with just a tiny flashlight. Well, <laughs> that would bring up your fears to the surface. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> or force you to face them, you know. Um, so that was one place. The other one was the crypt in the Chartres Cathedral in France. And the Chartres Cathedral is like the Holy of Holies in, in France. That's, um, that used to be the most sacred place of the ancient Druids where they conducted yearly conclaves and where they trained their neophytes. And at that place, Again, we were locked in the crypt, and we wow, were again that's... by ourselves. <laughs> I guess it was meant to be, huh? Yes, uh, those things don't happen by accident. No, and in um, this is where actually I end my book uh, because of the the experience. Mm that I had in the crypt and the realization of what my journey was about. It all came together there, uh, underground, underneath, kind of in the underworld. And that's the symbolism of the title of my book because, um, you know, it is, by going down that we actually reach up. It's one of those Mm. paradoxes of life and 
spiritual path, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. We have to descend first into the darkness uh, before we can rise up into the light. We have to embrace the darkness. We have to know it. Yeah, and you I, I love that. I mean, you know, you really took this this journey of just, you know, trusting and just letting your life go and trusting this new way of being. And so mm. since that time, um, Svetlana, how has your life changed? How has that changed you? <laughs> In so many ways. <laughs> um well, first of all, you know, um, I have become much more understanding and uh, more inclusive and more compassionate. Um, first, because I have met so many people. I've come uh, across many different, you know, religions and belief systems and cultures. And uh, also because um, there were so many hardships and obstacles and um, um, trials, you know. This mm. is this was not a tourist journey and it wasn't all fun. <laughs> there were serious situations and uh, times when uh, my partner almost died, times when I left the body and all of that taught me great humility, you know. Um, Wow, wow. That's amazing. So where can people purchase your book? Where's the best place for them to buy it? Well, of course, Amazon. And it's Mm -hmm. enough just to type in the title of the book, Meet Me in the Underworld, or my name, which is S-V-E-T-L-A-N-A, Svetlana. And last name Merit, M-E-R-I-T-T. It's unorthodox spelling, one R and double T. Um, or my website, which is also the same, SvetlanaMerit.com. And so, the, uh, oh, mm-hmm. I just I really encourage our listeners to, to go to your website. It's a beautiful, the, um, the music, the photography, the stories, the blog. It's just really, um, it kind of like take. you feel, I feel like I'm on a journey with you. <laughs> so, oh, actually, Melissa, there, I, uh, there's also a photo journal, so you can follow on all the places and all the adventures that I write about in my book, you can follow uh, through pictures on my website. Mm, amazing. Um, so, uh, folks, we've talked about that. You know that you are um, that you are from Santa Barbara, California. But you know, I think mm-hmm. it was funny because we scheduled your interview. I want to say like months and months ago, and. Um, would you like to tell our listeners where you are now and what I am. you've been experiencing? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm sitting in the hotel room, Hilton Hotel Room in Alexandria, Washington, D.C., just across from the uh, the mall and the memorial and the Congress and the probably uh, 
most important event of the century so far and perhaps even many, many more years to come, the Pope's address to the Congress this morning, uh, which was, uh, I think the words are just not sufficient to express all the um, power, humility, impact, and uh, inspiration that Pope's address and speech contained. And I'm here in Washington, D.C. because um, the uh, the spiritual group that um, I work with, um, and that is the group that um, follows the tenets of the ageless wisdom, the wisdom group, we have our conference and gathering in, in Washington this year just at this time, which is was like very synchronistic. We set up our dates well before the Pope announced his, and it so coincided <laughs> that we're here at the same time and we're doing uh, meditations and um in particular for the full moon and so we have also done some um inner subjective work to support the pope in his um revolutionary effort to uplift the human consciousness <laughs> to strive for higher values to bring the values of brotherhood and unity and um, compassion and nonviolence and care for the earth. Uh, just all this plethora of, of um, higher values that he wove into his speech. And, you know, it was very powerful to hear him ask everybody who are of Catholic um, faith to pray for him and those who are not to send good wishes his way. Um, It just um, shows, you know, that when human minds come together in unison and when we meet at a higher frequency, we can change things i i am absolutely 100% in agreement with you and i really feel like that um you know i feel like everyone here on the planet now you know chose mm-hmm. to come here chose to come back mm-hmm. at this time and to be a part of this and you know it does take all of us and you know it's it's kind of it's really funny because i'm i'm thinking back to the beginning of your interview talking about you know, what am I interviewing all these celebrities for, you know, and like yes. how we live in we live in this culture, right? That this mm-hmm. person's better than that person or this person, right? But really it's about we're all one energy. We're mm-hmm. all one energy. Yes. It we are. We definitely are. We are part of one body. And it's just uh, you know, part of our uh illusion that um we're separate. <laughs> And because right. of that, we fight with each other, and um, we think we are better than 
you know other people and mm-hmm. um it's it's part of our um evolution to come to the realization that we are not separate we're we are just not together separate. right now we create this body <laughs> the higher body so to speak right and we're exactly in that body yes yes mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting because I've been having a lot of um, folks on the on the radio show recently who are, you know, doing very similar work as you and, and, and working with these larger groups and um, going to sacred sites or working with people. And the theme mm-hmm. is all the same And that as people have traveled or spoken, what they've said is that um, the number one um, way to you know, change our world and uplift humanity is that if each person changes themselves, lives with compassion, mm-hmm. and we uplift our souls individually mm-hmm. then collectively, that's how mm-hmm. we're going to have the shift. We don't have to, because mm-hmm. people keep trying to say, well, if we just got out of this war or we just did this, but really it's about this inner mm-hmm. peace that needs to come. And if you're listening tonight, you know, it's possible for you. It's possible for all of us. And, you know, you know, look at your life, simplify it, try to um, raise your vibration, you know, think positive thoughts, be uplifted, um, listen to inspirational uh, people speak, um, you know, read books like yours, Svetlana, um, you know, get inspired by poetry, by art. I, I think it's just, it's really critical that we do that at this time. You know, Melissa, it is. It all comes down to really us, and we can only work on ourselves and change ourselves. We can't really change others. So all the spiritual work has to begin with and from us. And remember, it was Gandhi who said, it is easier to conquer the world than to conquer oneself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So oh, absolutely. That, is, that is our work and it begins with ourselves and as we um, improve ourselves and raise our thoughts to higher vibration, we add to the pool, you know, it, if each person does it, we reach the critical mass and then then there is the quantum leap. And just like the electrons, you know, in the atom, Mm -hmm. when they make that quantum leap to the higher orbit, that's exactly what happens with us, with humanity. When enough people um, raise their vibration higher and we reach that critical mass, then we take all the rest you know, with us, and as humanity, we make that quantum quantum leap to the higher orbit. <sighs> oh, oh, it's it's so exciting, and um, I know that there's a lot of people that listen to our to our show to the show here. Um, you know, might have bookstores or um, healing centers or conferences coming up. So you are available to speak at those too. Yes. Yes, I am. I have been uh, giving talks. Um, in Santa Barbara, Arizona, Ojai, and uh, I will be um, talking at the Crotona headquarters, uh, Theosophical Society headquarters in Ojai. 
I have also talked about uh, dream healing to the uh, holistic and integrative medicine practitioners and uh, also um, spoke about the um, Mary Magdalene and the reemergence of the feminine principle in France. So, um, yes. And that's my passion, Melissa. <laughs> oh, good. No, it's so it's so wonderful to really, um, you know, to be a teacher. But I love that your teaching comes from your truth and what you experienced. You know, I think that yes. that's just so powerful. You know, there's nothing that's better fair. than if someone has been yeah. in the trenches and done it. <laughs> yeah. So yes. I, <laughs> I I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Um, so anything else you want to tell our listeners about the book or or your experience? No. Well, um it was um it it took a a long time to write. I, I consider five years a long time. <laughs> um but um it's it was like almost like having another journey while writing about that journey mm-hmm. uh, so that was another like, different experience um and that would you know lead us into um different discussion on memory and time and our experience mm-hmm. of it <laughs> Well, I'm just, I have to say, I'm so happy you wrote this book and that you're, that you're really, um, you know, elevating this conversation for people. I think it's wonderful. So this show is called Spiritual Tools. And um, (laughs) I know my, for myself, my spiritual tools are always evolving as I shift forward as well. So what Mm -hmm. is one spiritual Mm -hmm. tool right now that you're using for yourself that you'd like to share with our listeners? As you said, Melissa, uh, spiritual tools change as we progress on the path and we go through different stages. So what is appropriate for one stage of our development may not be appropriate for another stage. Mm. So right at the moment, um, I will say that, um, and don't take me wrong, um, I am not using almost any spiritual tool except um, mindfulness. Mm. And by that I mean that before in the past I would meditate and then I would stop meditating and I would go about my day and I would go back into my whatever I was trying to overcome during the meditation. And now I'm trying to carry that frequency of meditation throughout my day so that there is no difference between meditation and non-meditation. It's very difficult, and you can't really always maintain it. But that is my practice or my tool at the moment, to to carry that mindfulness of meditation and the realization of myself as the soul um, throughout my whole day and into everything I do. That's beautiful. That is wonderful. 
Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show tonight and for taking the time out from your conference. That sounds incredible. And um, so people can find... Thank you, Melissa. um, Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for being on the show and being on this planet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you can find... um, Svetlana Merritt on um, SvetlanaMerritt.com and um, I would really encourage you to read her book and to check out her website. So um, I send you deep blessings and a a wonderful, magnificent um, uh, time in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Melissa. It was uh, really wonderful that it so happened that we did the interview um, in this way, and that I was in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Couldn't have been, you know, more meaningful oh. and more synchronistic. Thank you so much for inviting me on your Thank show. You and, and enjoy. Be well. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Good night. Okay, that was incredible. I was so um, pleased to have Setlana on the show tonight. So, just amazing, and you know, um, uh, I have a couple questions here that I'm going to get to. Um, but first, I want to talk about what is the lunar um, triad that people keep talking about. Well, we're in it right now, and it's um, basically what this is: is that we have had six lunar months. We have six full moons in six lunar months, so it's an ongoing series of um, what's called a blood moon, which is a full moon followed by an eclipse. And so we've had four total eclipses in a row that have been spaced six moons apart. And this hasn't happened um, in you know, I want to say 300 years or something, so it's pretty phenomenal what's going on. And we're moving into the cycle um, September 27th to the 28th. It will be visible in North America, and um, so we will have a um, a lunar eclipse, a solar eclipse, a full moon, um, all at the same time, which is actually very, very rare. And so um, we know, as Lana was talking about, so it really ties into the show tonight, that everything is connected. So your body is connected to the earth and also to the stars, and so we can really feel that energy. Um, I really believe all of us can feel it, but the question is, are you willing to do the work to open up your soul and yourself and your vibration to be able to feel it? So I'm going to ask you to really um, think about the next, let's see, the 24th, one 24th, the next three to four days. And just maybe, if you don't already, just look up at the sky. Just breathe in the moon. Thank the stars. Thank the air around you. And tune in to the atmosphere. Tune in to your surroundings. If you, you know, don't have a meditation practice right now or even if you do, try to deepen it by having a meditation outside um, as Svetlana was talking about doing full moon meditations, which if you haven't done are really incredible. So really pulling in that energy. Some um, 
astrologers are talking about the impact of this on the physical body. So you know how powerful a, a full moon is, right? Well, this is this new this moon coming up on the 27th, 28th. So it's the night of the 27th and the day of the 28th for us here in North America. It will be as powerful as four full moons in one moon. So that's pretty incredible. <laughs> so be open to that. Now I want to come to Facebook here because I've had had some folks um, following along here. And I'm going to go to a question from Bethany. Bethany asked, does my son have a presence around him and who is it? It's really interesting, Bethany, because I keep seeing, um, and you can check in on this, I keep seeing that, um, yes, there is a presence around him. And I feel like that your son has like, the, like I want to say like a ball of energy around him, what we would call orbs. So I do feel like there's orb energy around your son. Um, and I don't necessarily feel like it's a person from this life. I feel like it's either um, a past lifetime or someone who's working with him. And I don't want to say someone. I want to say it's an energy. It's an energy working with him in this life, helping him through. I think that you'll agree that um, your son has a lot of, um, oh, what I want to say, um, I don't want to use the word intuitive, but I want to say he has um, determination. That's the word I want to use around your son. He has a lot of determination around him. And so this determination that is around him really um, helps him forward. So I do feel like this determination helps him forward. And this energy is going to continue to work with him. And um, there's been so much written about the orbs and the auras and these beings of light that are working with um, especially children right now because children, if we talk about frequency, the frequency of the planet is shifting and the frequency of our children are shifting. Um, so I, I, I do feel like this is, this is I don't want to use the term guardian angel. What I want to use the term is it's um, like, a, like a, I guess what the right word, word is, um, I want to say beings of light that are working on his on his behalf. Beings of light that are working on his behalf because I feel like that there's more than one, but they present themselves in an orb. So what I want you to do, Bethany, is look at pictures that you would have of your son and see if you have any if there's any orbs around him because I do feel like that he would have orbs around him in some way. So I feel like that, that is, um, that's the best way for you to tune in to see. Okay, so um, what I'd like to do now is talk a little bit about ways in which what Svetlana was talking about and what the show is all about, ways to raise your vibration on a regular basis. So, you know, you look at your linear life, what's going on um, on a day-to-day basis. So one of the first things that I'd like you to think about is think about tomorrow as an adventure. Don't think about tomorrow like, oh, it's Friday, and on Fridays I do blah, 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 blah. Because when we get, when we get stuck in not realizing that every single day is a gift, every single day is an opportunity for you to create a new version of yourself, then we miss out on the opportunity for us to tune in to a higher frequency. So think about tomorrow as, 
wow, it's another day here on this magical place called Earth, and I'm going to make the best of it. So that is a wonderful way to, um, to start to think about every day. So think about every day as an opportunity. And then you can start to let go of the day thing and think about every moment as an opportunity. Every moment is an opportunity to really make things happen. And you may be listening to me and saying, oh, Melissa, you know, oh, boy, that's kind of boring and, you know, um, blah, 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 blah. But as Fatlana was talking about in her own journey, um, I've had a similar journey in that, you know, I was constantly go, 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 do, 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 go, 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 you know, running organizations and just doing everything for everybody else and just nonstop 24-7, never having time to stop which is why I ended up being, you know, over 300 pounds, why I started using alcohol to cope with my stress and really didn't know how to shut it off. And then something magical happened. You know, I was basically faced with, you know, if you don't do something, you're going to have a heart attack and die or you're going to just not be around anymore. And I didn't want that. And so I really stopped. I stopped everything that was going on in my life And I really had to look at my life. I had to be still. I had to be still for the first time in my life to really stop running from old feelings, to really face everything. And let me tell you something. It has been the most magnificent experience ever, and I wouldn't change a thing about it. So if you're listening and you have a similar story, I want to tell you it's possible. It's possible to change. It's possible to dive into that heart of yours, to dive into your light. So let's do a little mini meditation um, before we close the show tonight on diving into your light. So go ahead and, um, and close your eyes and take a nice, beautiful, deep breath in. Hold it and exhale. And I want you to imagine that you are sitting on... Um, You're sitting on the beach, and you can feel the water around you. Just feel the water around you. And then I want you to imagine now that in the sky, there's this beautiful, bright yellow sun. And the bright yellow sun is beaming down on you. And you can feel the energy of the sun. And you can also feel a mist off the ocean. So feel that mist just lifting up around you, just surrounding you with light, And as you breathe, instead of breathing through your lungs, I want you to imagine you're breathing through your heart. So just open up your heart and just kind of bathe in the sun. So dive into your heart and let the sun pour through your heart energy all the way down your body and just starting to make you glow from the inside out. Breathing in and breathing out, connecting to this moment, connecting to this now, connecting to your now your possibilities and fill your soul with positive words as you breathe in breathe in love breathe in love of the divine universe that supports you breathe in love from the planet breathe in love from the air that supports you the air that supports you as you breathe in and out of your body And as you continue to breathe more and more, breathe in the energy of plants that support you, vegetables that support you, 
and just know that everyone on the planet has those same needs. And then breathe in water that supports you, water for drinking, water, water for bathing, and thank the water and just breathe into that. Start to think about the possessions in your home and how all the possessions in your home help you. And see if there's something that you can simplify in your possessions. Really get basic, basic, basic. Go back to the basics. Really simplify things. And think about something in your life you're going to simplify. And just here you are, here and now. Nowhere to go. Nothing to do. Just being. And be bright. Be a bright light. First, be a bright light for yourself and yourselves. And then, be a bright light for others. Open your truth. Open your energy. Unlock your wisdom. Unlock your chakras and shine. Unlock the depth of your being. And really feel deep, deep, deep feel deep down inside. And when you're ready, you can slowly and gently open your eyes and just come back to the now. So I was going to do um, some giveaways tonight, and I do have two people who have commented on Facebook. Other people say, I wanted to listen, but I couldn't tonight, and I was going to be on Facebook, but I couldn't tonight. So... I am doing a really special thing for these two people who have been listening along here. Um, Ladies, you each are getting a 30-minute session. So um, I want to thank you for listening along. Um, And I want to thank all of you for um, listening um, tonight and being part of Spiritual Tools. And I want to thank our guest, Svetlana Merritt, for being on the show. And if you want to learn more about my services, you can visit me at melissaboy.net. And don't miss next week's show. We'll be talking about food. Um, I will have a woman on talking about greenestbeans.com. And I'm so excited to have Cheryl Phillips stay on the show. And she is phenomenal and fabulous. And so... Please be sure not to miss next week and tune in, and I will tap into you as well. And um, thank you so much. Be well. Have a beautiful evening. Namaste.